To be a wordsmith is defined as a person who writes, an author, a journalist, a person who commits their thoughts to paper. But I believe it is so much more. The ability to craft a story, to change lives, transport the ordinary life to an extraordinary place, to put words on paper and awaken the imagination in ways that the reader never dreamed possible. Yes, to have the ability to see what isn't there and make you see it too. To awaken the senses in new and amazing ways like feeling a cool breeze on a hot summer day on your cheek. To smell wildflowers as they bloom. To taste a delicacy on foreign soil. To feel like you've never felt before. Touching places long forgotten. Connecting your soul in new ways. That's what writers do. It's my pleasure to host Carolina Writers Speak, a new podcast, a chance to hear actual writers' voices, hear what inspires them, experience their trials and their struggles, and realize that we all have a story and it's worth telling. Hi everybody, this is Rose Cushing. I'm the host of Carolina Writers Speak, a literary podcast where we meet journalists and writers and authors from all over the Carolinas, and we talk about their journey um, into the writing world, what kind of works they've produced, what's on their bucket list and, and working on it current times, and a little bit of experience that they've learned along the way. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Our guest today is Kim Beal, and Kim is from the Wake Forest, North Carolina area. So, Kim, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, let's see. I've lived in North Carolina for over 30 years now, but I still kind of feel like I'm not from around here. But that's fine with me because I love it here. Um, I started writing when I was a kid, but, of course, I had to pay the bills. So I put that aside, and I kept saying, someday, someday, someday. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 58, I said, you know what, I don't have that many some days yet. I better get on the ball. So I sat down and started writing, and by the end of that year, I had a novel ready to publish. Very good. So what was your, your first book? And, and uh, tell us a little bit well, about, about what kind of book was the title. The title is Seven Turns. I did, based it off of the, um, the Eagles song. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Eagles song. It was a different band that recorded, but I love the lyrics. They were haunting. I wanted to know more about what what was around the second turn and the third turn and the seventh turn. So when I started writing, I was picturing that, a woman driving along a lonely country road at night discovering new things. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Good, good setup for your story. And is your book a series? It is. There are three books in the series. Four, if you count the Christmas episode, which kind of sits between the, the second and third books. And the series is kind of complete there, but I could have written a whole bunch more books about that same character and setting. So tell us about your first book, and what was your journey like writing this book? You know, how did you um, get started? I think the first line is always the hardest thing. Oh, it was totally the hardest thing, and I I heard a quote somewhere about somebody that was standing somewhere outside at night and heard a voice say something like, everything's going to be all right, 
And suddenly in my mind, I pictured this woman, and I had been struggling from the beginning of this story for months. I pictured this woman all of a sudden waking up at the wheel of her car as she's driving down a highway, hearing a voice saying, your destination is on the left. You will be safe here. And that just remained the beginning of the story ever after that. That is so cool how, how you used all those things that we um, experienced from day to day to make your let your imagination run wild. Oh, I'd love to do that because real life, I think, can be very magical if you look at it in the right way. I agree. I, I'm, I'm reading a magazine and the whole premise is based on the magic of everyday life. And I think that's such a, a great way to approach life, especially with these crazy times. Oh, seriously. Yeah, this is the kind of thing. I, I read a lot, see a lot of movies and read a lot of books. I don't actually finish them that are horror, horror books. And I can't finish them because in these days it hurts too much. It's too yeah. much like real life. I know, I know. The things that we used to think were, were definitely science fiction are now <laughs> almost everyday life. So it, it's a, a rude awakening in some ways. Yeah, exactly. So your first book, what is the title? The title of it is Seven Turns. Seven Turns. The sequel, the sequel is Moonlight and Moss, which mm -hmm. is also based off of a, a southern rock song. And the final book is Ghost of a Chance, which is based off of a lyric written by Neil Peart, the former, the late drummer of Rush. Okay. And so in this, this series of books, this character um, tries to discover herself and figure out which direction to go now at this point in her life? Right, and she ends up finding a home in a place she never expected to find one. She ends up finding love when she didn't believe there was such a thing anymore. And she ends up being very involved in the supernatural life of the world around her and understanding that it's just everywhere. It's just that not everybody sees it. Absolutely. So now tell us a little bit about your, your genre for writing. You know, what do you call this type of, of a series? Well, I didn't know at first. I, was, I thought of it as kind of a cozy mystery because we do have mysteries to solve in each novel. But it doesn't really count as cozy mystery because you don't really have ghosts and fairies and things like that in that genre. Um, but my local book club decided to read the book, and they invited me to join them when they discussed it. And they told me that it's called, well, they named it Contemporary Southern Gothic Fantasy, which I didn't even know existed before. But I decided it sounded good, so I'm going to run with that. Yeah, that's a great description of it and fits it so nicely. Yeah, it describes, it's in the modern day, because I want to believe that magic can happen in the modern day, and it's in this world. It's like, you know, this, the stories, the, the seven turns and the sequels, take place just a little bit east of Raleigh. So, you know, I like to believe magic can happen in this world. It's, it's just open to seeing it. Okay. So, the, the um, series is available where? You can get it from Amazon, but if you can... I believe in supporting your local independent bookstore. So if you ask any local bookstore to order it for you, they can do that. Okay, so, um, and you're, you're based out of Wake Forest, but anybody's local story can order it, right? Right, if they know the title and the author, they, uh -huh. just go, they have a system, they can look it up and they can order. They'll probably, it'll be a favor to me because they'll order the copy for you, of course, but they'll probably order a couple more copies to put on the shelf as well. Absolutely. If one person asks for it, then definitely other people will want it. 
Right. And we'll have detailed information about Kim's book on our social media pages for Carolina Writers Speak. So be sure and go there and like the page and follow us, and you'll be able to keep up with all these authors and what they're doing. And who knows, your story might be the next one on our airwaves. So oh, that's. I can't wait to hear. Thank you. That's three <laughs> books that you've written in that series, and you have a fourth book. Tell me about that one. Well, the fourth one is the Christmas, Christmas episode from this series because everything here takes place in an old Victorian mansion, of course, because you have to have that in a Gothic story. But it's been converted into a bed and breakfast. And as I was writing the other books, I thought, well, what would Christmas like be like in this haunted mansion? Mm -hmm. So I, I explored that, and it turns out everybody in that town believes there's a real Santa Claus. And they're all telling the main character, oh, you have to have a wish prepared for when Santa Claus comes to visit on Christmas Eve. And, of course, she doesn't believe any of this, but she finds out otherwise. All right. And what, what was the name of this one? This one is called A Midnight Clear. A Midnight Clear. That's a good name for that book. I thought it was. It kind of gave me chills when I thought of it. Now, in doing the series of books, um, how long did it take you to, to, to make this whole series come together and actually be in, in book form? Oh, well, the first book took about eight months to write and several months to polish. I began querying it, sending it out to agents for representation so that they could submit me to various you know, larger publishers. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I went on with that for several months. I guess the whole process took a little over a year until a small publisher finally said, we would like to acquire this book. Right. So, and then as soon as I started querying that novel, I started working on the second one so that there wouldn't be a gap in between. By the time this one got out into the world, I would have a second one ready to present. I'd say each one takes me roughly a year. Okay. So your first book was traditionally published. Right. So tell me a little bit All about that experience. Well, um, I, I, uh, I was impatient. I was a new author. I didn't know how to check out the background of the various publishers. And unfortunately, this was a very small publisher, and they really didn't do any marketing on my behalf at all. And they tried to explain to me that, well, nobody does, not even the big five publishers. And I found out that just not true. Mm -hmm. The big five publishers do. They get your book into like Barnes and Noble and bigger bookstores and things like that. So I decided, well, if I have to do all my own marketing, I'm just going to do my own publishing, too. So I, I got the rights back to that story, and I ended up self-publishing the rest of the series. Okay. And so um, when you self-published, were you more successful in selling your book, or, or was it the freedoms that that allowed you? What was your draw for self-publishing versus traditional? Well, the main reason I did that was because um, since the first novel had already been published, no traditional publisher was going to look at the second novel in a series. They just won't do it. And I already had so many fans, thanks to my own marketing efforts, that I didn't want to let them down. They were all saying, well, where's the next book? Where's the next book? So I just self-published just to get it into their hands. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did. Um, I am a terrible marketer. I'm just not very good at it. I just, I'm not good at the hard sell. Um, but I think for the next series, I will, I will be more stubborn than I was the first time. I'll be more patient. I'll wait. I'll check out the backgrounds of the publishers because I really would like traditional publishing. So 
wrong with that you know it's always good to to have new experiences and see where they take you yeah I mean I learned a lot about marketing but I want my career to be writing not marketing right right absolutely and marketing is a, a full-time job absolutely I was talking to another writer earlier today and I said you know if you don't have the skill or the desire to market your mm -hmm. book you might as well not be a writer because nobody's ever going to know it exists <laughs> Right, yeah, it's not just if you write it, they will come. Right, right, it's a whole <laughs> lot harder than that, I had learned. And it seems like a lot of writers are introverts. It's very hard for introverts to do marketing. That's very true, very true. So, you have three books down, four books down, mm -hmm. under your belt. Yeah. What other things do you do with your writing? I, I believe I saw that you just won a big contest. Oh, yes, the Carolina Prize, I I sent a short story into that because I, I love the fact that Franklin County has a writer's guild. I was just so blown away that I moved here and, and there, I thought I was going to be all alone writing out here in the middle of the woods, but it turns out there's a whole writer's guild. So I sent a short story into their, their annual literary journal, and it turns out I, I won first place. That's awesome. Yeah, I was so impressed because I, I don't even... It's hard to write short stories. It was so hard for me to get that thing down under 2,000 words. Yeah, I haven't tried to write one in a while, but it is not easy. <laughs> I admire people who can do it, to tell the truth. Yeah, and you know, once you write a couple of books, I feel like you have a lot to say at that point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll turn a short story into a book someday. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's always good to sow those seeds for thought and keep them going. <laughs> yeah. So what other, used, huh? I'm sorry, I, you, you, were, you had asked what I do with writing, and I said I, I was going to say I used to do technical writing for corporations and web content generation and that other writing. I got paid for writing. It just wasn't the stuff I wanted to write. Right. Well, that's an interesting um, background. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Oh, well, it was... Um, I started off, of course, as a secretary, but every time somebody needed something written, they would come to me. So eventually, I just became a freelance contractor, and, and people that wanted uh, like technical manuals, you need to turn the wording from words that programmers understand into something that a layperson could read and make sense of, and that was my job. I did enjoy doing that, and also people uh, creating new websites, they needed just catchy copy on the website. And I was the person that wrote a lot of that. Well, that that's a hard job. I mean, that, that says a lot to the testament about your writing skills because copywriting is not easy in any situation. No, it's not. And it, it, was, it was a lot of pressure, too, because you had to come up with a certain amount of words by a certain date. And yeah. Writing fiction gives me a little more flexibility. And you also have to please... A stranger that may not get what you're trying to explain. Yeah, and sometimes you have to say things that you have to you have to avoid telling the truth. Sometimes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Marketing is not always truthful. You have to be careful about that. It, it, right. In some products, you know, it's not all, all. It's not that it's not truthful, but it's um. Yeah. You kind of manipulate it to make it more exciting and sound bigger and better. You have to find the silver lining. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you you won the Carolina Prize. What else have you been doing with your writing? Do you have you got any other projects going on? No, just the new new series that I'm working on. I'm not very good at writing more than one thing at once because I'm, when I'm writing one story, I really obsess about it. It takes up even the time that I'm not writing. My family will be sitting around the table and they'll look at me and they'll say, "You're thinking about your book, aren't?" You? And I'll say, "Yeah." <laughs> Well, it's really hard not to when you're in the middle of one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what is, can you give us a little hint about your next series? Well, the next series is also going to be contemporary gothic fantasy, and it also takes place in the modern South. This is about a slightly younger character who is fleeing an abusive relationship, and she comes into, uh, she throws her cell phone out the window because her ex keeps trying to call her. And she sets off a whole chain of events by doing that that basically sends her tumbling into a, a small town that can't be found on any map. And there's an inn in this town. And everybody at this inn has a similar story to hers. It has something in their life that they're either fleeing or trying to find or trying to fix. So she gets to know these people, and eventually she'll find the answer to her dilemma as well. Okay. And how many books will be in this series? Of course. How many how many books will be in this series? As many as I can write. If I can find a traditional publisher, they like you to well, they don't they don't want you to just give them the first book in a series. They want to know that the book that they buy from you can stand on its own. But they love to hear that you could write sequels if they asked you to. And if you could they, they generally ask. And as long as they keep asking, I'll keep writing them. Very, very good idea. It sounds like your imagination is so creative that, you know, it wouldn't be very hard to continue that trek. Will this one be based in the Raleigh area? Yes, this one actually, I, I even envisioned the town in my head where it is, but my small towns, my fictional small towns, are kind of an amalgamation of all the small towns around here. Mm -hmm. All of the best points of all of them. So yes, it is kind of in the Raleigh area. But in fact, some of the characters refer to Raleigh occasionally. Right. Well, you know, when you, you look at all of the small towns in the South, they all have their own character and their own points, and it's kind of fun to learn all those things and then cherry-pick the things that you really like. Right. And speaking of character, they also, a lot of the people are great characters. Yeah, I can just imagine. <laughs> they are. They're great. So, what is on your bucket list left to do in the future with your writing career? Oh, let's see. I want to be interviewed by Stephen Colbert for my, my upcoming bestseller. All right. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. And uh, do you have a plan... Oh. To, to get that to be a bestseller that you want to share with us, some tips on how to how to jumpstart your career? Oh, I geez, that would be hard. I know it's it's a long game in writing. You have to, and it's, it's not just talent, it's luck. You have to hit the market at a time when it's actually looking for what you're writing. Right. Which, and the market changes all the time, so that time is bound to come up. You just have to be patient. But you have to you have to kind of know what people are longing for, what people want to read, and you have to kind of give them what they want because it's two way street. Right, that makes think perfect you, sense. Yeah, if you can do that, I think as long as you're consistent and as long as you're 
persistent and don't just say, oh, I'm not going to write for a couple of years now or something like that. I think you'll eventually get there if I live long enough. Well, I think that's very good advice for people because it is a craft and you have to continually hone it and you have to keep learning right. about it. Exactly, exactly. It's not it's, We are not all going to have the luck that J.K. Rowling hit. She was just in the right place at the right time with the right story. Yeah. And, and the rest of us have to work at it. Yeah, for sure. Now, you're president of the Franklin County Writers Guild, are you not? I am now. Donna Campbell Smith was for so long, and she just had so much on her plate. And I, I was starting to feel like we were going to burn her out if we kept her going. So I said, "Well, what can I do to help?" And she said, "You could do this job." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of deer in the headlights about it. I'm still new at it, but she's being great. She's coaching me through everything, and everything. You know, she's helping me learn as I go along. She's a wonderful mentor, and she has so much experience. Um, we're, we're actually going to be interviewing her for the show very soon, and I've, I've had her on my horse podcast a few times, but, you know, you, you can never go wrong listening to what Donna says. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I just love her. She, I can't believe the energy she has and the, the, just the enthusiasm. And just with all that, also just being a downright nice person. Absolutely. I mean, you know, she she's a wonderful friend and a wonderful author, without a doubt. I do. I've enjoyed a, a number of her books, especially of her cozy mysteries. Yes, yes. You know, I've enjoyed her historical ro fiction romances, you know, like we did a thing on Mary Dowdy's Ride on the Horse Podcast because oh. it's such a cool subject. So, great lady. Okay, I can't wait to hear the podcast you do with her. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very entertaining, without a doubt. So, Kim, how can people reach you if they want to be part of, of the Franklin County Writers Guild or get in well, touch with you or ask any questions about you or your books? If you go to the Franklin County Arts Council website, and I, I guess you're probably going to put the link to that in the notes of your podcast. I will. But if you go there, on the left-hand side of the page is a list of the different programs that they sponsor, and about five or six down you'll see Writers Guild. And you just go ahead and click that, and that'll take you to the Writers Guild section of the Franklin County Arts Council website. And from there, you can contact people or join our Facebook page. There's a link to our Facebook page on that. All right, and can you tell us a little bit about activities that the Writers Guild has coming up in the future? Well, I mean, it's not too late to... Uh, <laughs> we're having a spring retreat coming up this coming up Saturday. And uh, it's, it might be a little too late for some people to join that, but, I mean, we'll happily take any last-minute attendees. Right. But we also have a, a public, every month that has a fifth Wednesday, we'll have a public mini-retreat out at Falls Lake. And the information about that will be posted on the Franklin County Arts Council website. And also, right now, well, we do this every year, but currently we're accepting submissions for the... Uh, 2023 volume of the Literary Journal. Uh, County Lines is the title of the Literary Journal we do every year. And we're accepting short prose and poetry and also photographs and art if people want to send those in. And the information about sending that in, how to send it, where to send it, is also on the Franklin County Arts Council website. Very good. So I appreciate you being on the show today. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners about the craft of writing, and do you encourage them to dive on in the water and try it out? 
Oh, yes, please. Don't make my mistake and wait until the right time. Just go ahead and do it. If you're a writer, you're never going to stop being a writer, so you may as well just Absolutely. And there's so many forms of being a writer. I mean, you know, in our writers group, there's people that don't do anything but journal, but they write. They write every day. Oh, so, oh yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a published author to be a writer. And the more you write, the better you get at it. Yes, and you know, I honestly believe that if you do your art, whatever your art is, whether it's writing or poetry or, you know, um, visual art, something about it heals you, and the more you do that, it also heals the world. Yes, I definitely agree with you. Do you write in any other genres other than the Southern Gothic? I used to write more of a, uh, you know, traditional fantasy. In fact, what got me started when I was a kid, of course, I read The Lord of the Rings when I was just a teenager, and I used to write that kind of fantasy. I don't read or write that quite anymore because I really do want to see people know that magic can happen to them in this world and they don't have to live in a fantasy world for that. Well, that's, that's a very, very good philosophy, without a doubt. All right. Well, we've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. This is so fun. And as always, we appreciate you listening. And for more information about us, you can go to cushionmedia.net or you can go to our Facebook social media pages, Carolina Writers Speak. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody has a story. Just let your mind drift away and find yours. I know it's out there. What are you waiting for?